Welcome to the front porch. I'm Fred. Why don't you come on up and maybe sit a spell. We apologize to those of you who have tuned in to this podcast expecting to find episode 17. This is in fact episode 18 because episode 17 has been delayed by technical difficulties. Basically, I think that means Wimpy is having trouble getting it all put together. But regardless, um, if you were tuning in for episode 17, I'm so sorry. We'll have it up as soon as we can. This is episode 18 of the Front Porch Podcast. Well, welcome back to the Front Porch. I'm glad you're here. Um, I'm Fred. This is the Front Porch Front Porch Podcast. Yes, I'm having a little trouble with my pronunciation this evening, and we'll get to why that is in just a little while. Um, Today, or tonight, or this morning's podcast, right now it's 8.33 on December 2nd, 2019, in Arizona. So anyway, tonight's podcast is going to be me talking entirely off the cuff to you about marijuana. Um, first off, um, I should tell you right off the top, yeah, um, I got, well, I, I, I hesitate to say stoned, but I smoked a little bit. I had, oh, several hits, enough to put myself in a good enough mood that I was in the mood to come and discuss this with you. Um, so let's get a couple of things clear off the top before I get any deeper into this. Um, by no means do I advocate that anyone smokes marijuana who does not want to smoke marijuana. Um, if you're under 18 or in some states 21, then probably you shouldn't smoke marijuana either, although I don't really want to make that choice for you. Um, beyond that, it's entirely up to you. If you're up for it, great. If not, please don't waste someone else's pot if you're not going to enjoy it. Sure as hell, don't waste mine. Um, so I have made my little disclaimer there. And I admit to being a little bit high, I guess is the word right now. Um, but why do we want, first off, the obvious question, what's the point of making this illegal? Um, all right, I agree that it would be a singularly bad idea for me to get into my car and drive somewhere right now. But I wouldn't do that. Um, Yeah, I don't think I've ever mentioned that to you. I have one rule that I use for myself, um, at least uh, concerning drug or alcohol use. And the rule is very simple. um, And it's, it's this. I can do anything that I want to do so long as it doesn't interfere with what I have to do. So, um, you know, 29 years, I taught elementary school. Not not once, not at any time ever did I consider the possibility of going to work stoned. Obviously, I didn't get stoned at work. This is not okay. So, you know, I wouldn't get up in the morning in those days and do wake and bake because you're crazy. I, I, have, I, I have to do this now. Um, I did take it far enough once that um, I was in a horrible situation. I was 
in California, I was living in a house behind someone else's house. I, I had the little granny house, I guess. I used to love those kinds of places. They're sort of well removed from the world. I'm the last to be, you don't end up at my door accidentally. And uh, I like that. Anyway, the people that were renting the house in front of me uh, screwed up, didn't pay rent for I don't know how long. I, anyway, they ended up getting evicted. Um, it turns out that there was some zoning code or something that said that the owners of that place could not rent both the front house and the back house. And the people who had been occupying the front house after having gotten evicted decided to blow the whistle on these guys. And so they said, hey, you've got 30 days to get out um, and uh, then we're going to rent the front house. I have no doubt that they got around to renting the back house again, too, when they thought they could get away with it. But it didn't matter. I had to leave. Um, and as it turned out, I had exactly one weekend where I could get anybody's truck. And um, I was young in those days. And by no means was I strong, but I was able at least to do something along the lines of assisting people to move me. Um, today, if it's time to move, I have no option except to hire someone. I couldn't, I two boxes and I'm going to pass out. But anyway, um, my friend Carlos uh, loaned me his truck and a couple of my friends and I got together, loaded it up. Um, and made as many trips as we could. I started Friday night at like 6 7 o'clock, and we made trips uh, all the way until like Sunday morning at 3 a.m., when uh, by which time I had put everything together in the house, I had done the move. I was finished, I was ready to live. Um, and the way I managed to stay awake for 68 hours or something like that was. I did, I think, a line or two of cocaine. I do not recommend that. This is not a good idea. Um, but I did, and that was what I wanted to do. Now, Monday morning, I could easily have called work, and I could have said, hey, I'd not even call work. I would have called some recorded line, and I would have gotten a sub. Um, I wouldn't have lost a single dollar, and it would have been fine. I, I, they would have gotten another teacher to replace me, and that would have been that. No questions asked. And I chose not to do that. And the reason I chose not to do that was because if I had done that, then I would have broken my rule. What I wanted to do interfered with what I had to do. I have to go to work. And I cannot, I mean, if I'm sick, oh, hell yes, I'm staying home. As far as that goes, you know, if I decided I was going to go hear Sting last night and it's, you know, on Wednesday night and Thursday morning, I'm not going to work, then yeah, I'm not going to work. But that's a different ballgame with drugs. I am never going to let any drug say that, well, I can't now because I got wasted. No, that's, you don't get to do that. Um, so anyway, that's my rule about drug use. Do whatever you want to do um, as long as it doesn't interfere with what you have to do. Now, we apologize for the previous apology. This episode is not episode 18, as stated in the previous apology, but is in fact episode 17. Now that we have all that cleared up, you should be able to enjoy this and not worry at all about what happened to episode 17. This is episode 17. Welcome to the front porch. Why would I bother to get stoned? I'm a guy who likes to see things clearly. 
and I want my facts in order, I want things verified, I want to understand reality as deeply as I can. Um, I cannot possibly know everything, so I am very much in favor of making sure that what I do know is factually correct. Um, it would seem that getting stoned undermines that. Um, and maybe there is a point to be made there. I won't deny it. That it may skew my understanding of reality. But sometimes what I need is a skewed understanding of reality. Um, an example. Um, I found out that I missed a piece of paperwork that I need needed to do a while ago for work. Because I haven't done it, um, I am going to lose certification to do what I'm supposed to do. And um, I just lost a class that I needed to teach uh, this week because I wasn't properly certified. I screwed up. Okay, that's it. And uh, I admit this. And I'm going to have to, you know, beg for mercy and hope that I can get it taken care of tomorrow. Um, and I was pretty depressed most of the day. Um, I was angry with myself and my roommate said, no, you're not depressed. You're angry. You need to understand the difference. If you can sort those feelings out, you'll do better. I didn't like either of them. Um, I don't like being angry at anyone. And I particularly dislike being angry at me. It is a sort of a burning sensation. I feel my skin getting hotter. Uh, I get a bit of a headache. I don't need this. I, that is, those are not pleasant minutes. And as you've heard me say any number of times, uh, if you've read my blog or listened to much of this show, I believe your minutes are your most precious possession. You get something like up to 52 million of them um, in your life. But it's not like, you know, $52 million would be great. And then if I spend $7, I could go earn seven more. In fact, if I put $52 million in the bank and I spend $7, I will certainly get the $7 back fairly promptly off of even tiny interest. Minutes aren't dollars. Minutes, you get precisely one of each. And once you've spent it, you can't get it back. And you can't save them, right? It, you know, I could just, I won't spend any of my dollars, then I will have them. That's, that's wonderful. It's also hoarding, and I think it's a stinky thing to do, but we'll do uh, economic responsibility another time. Minutes, you can't save them, you can't hoard them, you can't get more. And I don't know how many you have, but if you do well, roughly 52 million. Um, I'm figuring maybe 40 million altogether. I don't, I don't know how many I will get. I hope I have more. But anyway, since you have such a very limited supply, it seems to me that the most important thing that you can do is make sure that the minutes you spend are the best that they can be. And in my life, I have found that many of the best minutes that I have spent have been minutes when I was a little high. Stoned is a different word. Stoned, right, is when, whoa, man, I'm like so totally out of it, dude, yeah. And I don't usually get there. Um, I like to get to about where I am now. My brain is a little looser. Uh, it, 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 it's 
I wouldn't call it a well-oiled machine, but it's certainly better oiled. It moves around uh, more effortlessly, more in, in, in a more agile way, and it's more comfortable. I feel better. Uh, I am my depression. I won't say it's gone, but I have it. It certainly has resolved itself. Um, I can laugh at things that I wouldn't otherwise be able to uh, find funny. Um, music becomes much more intense for me when I am properly stoned. Uh, one of my favorite things to do was all those years ago is, you know, go to a Genesis concert and somebody always had a joint. And, you know, once you smelled it, now somebody is going to be passing it to you. And it's like, yes, I'm going to enjoy this music so much more because I pay attention differently, right? I would be a shitty driver. Because when I'm stoned, I can pick one thing and kind of zone into it. Or, alternatively, I can spread out in 50 different directions at once. Um, but when I find the thing that I'm really liking, I can sort of do a tunnel vision thing with it. And I can understand it more deeply. I can feel it more deeply. And that, for me, is one of the great advantages of being stoned. Um, another one is that I think differently. I, I think I'm a bit more creative because when I am sober, uh, I'm pretty rigid, fairly structured, um, and I'm afraid to step out of any sort of little uh, self-imposed box uh, this is where I am allowed to be and nowhere else. Um, if I am with someone else who is getting stoned, that's the only social situation in which I am likely to be effective at all. Um, if we're both getting stoned, we have that in common, and that gives me some means of discussing something with you. Um, so I like it for a social aspect. I am not a doctor. And I need to make that absolutely clear. My medical knowledge is absolutely worthless. Um, I've been diabetic for 26 years, and by no means would I even claim any particular expertise on that. Um, I've been getting stoned longer than that, but I don't have any medical information. I have read that there are any number of wonderful medical uses for marijuana, which is why they call it medical marijuana, that is the card that I have, is my medical marijuana card. And uh, I, I have some anecdotal evidence, and only that, uh, that it is of some use in fighting pain. Um, a good example, although before I give this example, I need to alert you to um, a fallacy called post hoc ergo propter hoc. After this, therefore, because of this. Um, one thing occurred after the other thing, therefore, the first thing caused the other. That is not always true. In fact, it's rarely true. Um, you know, Randy Johnson wore pink underwear one day and he threw a no hitter. I don't think it was the pink underwear that caused him to throw the no-hitter. And by the way, I made that up. <clears throat> I have no reason to believe anything about Randy Johnson's underwear. Um, anyway, 
So recognizing that this may be an excellent example of post hoc fallacy, I am going to explain it anyway this morning. My roommate was in just searing pain. Um, she actually called me on my phone. I was in my bedroom and she was in hers. And she called me on my phone asking where I was. I told her and she was actually crying. She was in so much pain. She said, could you get something together for me with the bong? Can you set that up and show me how it's done? Um, on a couple of occasions, she's used gummies that have, that have helped put her to sleep, but her pain was so intense, she was looking for something to help. Um, and so I set her up with a bong. I showed her how to use it the best I can. Um, I can teach you English. I can teach you reading and literature. Please don't ask me to teach you uh, bong smoking. It's a very personal thing and everyone has to do it their own way. Uh, no, that's too personal for me to teach you. I also won't teach you sex ed. So anyway, um, but I helped her figure out how to make the bong work and she got a couple of hits and 20 minutes later, she was still in pain, but it was nowhere near as intense. Now, having said that, I also need to recognize that she had taken other pills and things before that, um, you know, pain pills that her doctor had given her and things like that. So I cannot say that it was the marijuana that did it. However, I can say it may have had something to do with it. We apologize for both of the previous two apologies. They appeared on this podcast as part of an administrative and technical error committed by Oscar Tritt. Mr. Tritt has been sacked. But all of that is beside the point. Why do I advocate anybody ever getting high? And honestly, it comes down to this. You're in a more relaxed state. Mostly. Now, if this doesn't apply to you, don't smoke pot, okay? Don't, don't do it. You're wasting other people's weed. This shit's expensive. Don't do it. But I find that I am infinitely more relaxed if <clears throat> I have smoked a little bit than if I have not. Part of it may be that uh, the only way I'm smoking any pot is when I know I don't have to do anything else. I, you remember my rule. I can do whatever I want to do as long as it doesn't interfere with what I have to do. So if I'm getting stoned, the following must be true. I'm not driving anywhere for at least six hours. I don't have to go to work. I don't have to go someplace else. I don't have to deal with people who don't live with me. Um, I, you know, I this is my free time. And that means that I'm probably more likely to be relaxed anyway. But I have that before I got stoned today and I had it after I got stoned today. Before I got stoned, I was all but debilitatingly depressed. And now <clears throat> my situation hasn't changed at all and I don't pretend that it has. I still very well can get screwed. But I am a little bit more at peace with it. Um, you know, it's one of those things you must have heard this, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I have no problem with wisdom or courage. I've been through that before on another podcast, so I won't go through it again, but serenity is a bitch to get. And honest to God, my best source of it uh, is just smoking up a little bit. And if I can do that with someone else and we're having a nice social situation of it, we're going to have a much easier conversation. We're both going to feel better. 
Um, and it's something that I enjoy. I become more creative. I become more relaxed. My pain is lessened. My depression is lessened. And I think it helps me to be kinder and more compassionate. Um, I can get cranky like everybody else. And my pot helps to keep that from happening. So I have talked more than enough about marijuana. The obvious points, no, there is no reason for it to be illegal. We now have medical marijuana here in Arizona. Uh, they are getting ready to legalize it on a federal level, I understand. And it's time for us to be able to do the research to find out what works and what doesn't with marijuana. Uh, before I wrap this up, I would love to know your thoughts about marijuana. Do you have a medical marijuana card? Do you think marijuana should be legal? Do you object to smoking pot? Do you approve of smoking pot? Do you do it yourself? Any of those things are questions I would love for you to answer for me when you get a second, and there's a good chance I'll respond to them in the next podcast. Um, for now, I want to thank you very much for joining me here on the front porch, um, and I want to wish you a really great evening. So have a good night. Remember, there's always somebody on the front porch. We're going to do something special to wind up this episode of The Front Porch. Um, this really would have done well on a front porch. The first time I ever heard the song you're about to hear would have been 1983, 84, maybe 85, I don't recall, probably 85, um, at Spaghetti Station in Flagstaff, Arizona, and it was performed by a friend of mine by the name of Kevin Quigley. Um, sadly, we lost him several years ago to cancer and uh, one of the great losses of my life. But this is Kevin Quigley's song, Wishing Well. It is probably my very favorite song on the entire planet. Uh, he wrote this sitting on the uh, Fisherman's Wharf. Uh, the, he was... He, he was there, watch, and there was a girl there, and he pulled out a napkin and wrote down this song. And he uh, saved that napkin until 1983 when he gave it to me when he was leaving for Germany. Um, he knew that I loved the song, so he gave me the napkin. I immediately had it framed. I had it on my wall for, I don't know, more than 30 years. Well, yeah, it must have been 30 years anyway. Um, and then a couple of years ago, I got desperately sick. The Mesa Police Department came and did a wellness check, pulled me out of the uh, cheap motel room that my nephew had been kind enough to rent for me while um, I was on the verge of homelessness. And uh, by the time I got out of the hospital, they had emptied out the room and um, never saw that thing again. And that breaks my heart. I have nice pictures. Anyway, I wanted to give you this song. This is Wishing Well by Kevin Quigley. She was a soft-spoken lady with a golden chain Quiet in the corner alone Forcing smiles and hoping for small talk While I stood there singing my song 
And I could remember all the faces I'd seen Like hers when she gazed at me The look in her eyes told a sorrowful tale Of drowning in the wishing well Delicate lady in search of a man Tired of the one she's known Used and forgotten she can never go back To being a girl on her own Why all of the ladies have to look so sad I'll never be able to tell she lost till the day that she's found Drowning in the wishing well Dying in the wishing well 